Decide and define what you want in broad brush sweeping terms. Financial abundance, health and recovery, love and romance, friends and laughter, international travel. Broad brush strokes. Decide, define it wisely like that so you're not micromanaging, and then attach. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, I'm Mike Dooley, here to remind you once more that your thoughts become things. And I'm going to do it today by dropping another edition of Spiritual Tune-Ups. These were broadcasted live, my answers to fellow adventurers' questions about life, dreams, and happiness, and each one took 5, 10, or 15 minutes. We've sewn them all together for your viewing and listening enjoyment. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Jumbo fellow adventurers, it's Mike Dooley, time for a spiritual tune-up. This one is one of my favorite topics pertaining to what to attach to versus what to let go of. Great question. Mike, can you please talk about the nuances between one, our thoughts control, make everything happen, and two, let go of the things you can't control. What could you consider are things out of our control? Obviously, you can't control other people and their own agency, but number one and number two seem slightly contradictory. They absolutely do because of the diverse amount of information being channeled to those soaking up how to live deliberately, create consciously by numerous sources, some awesome and some flawed. So I got crystal clear clarity for you here. One of my favorite talking points as I've shared before, um, what you do is you attach to your desired end result. I said attach, attach to your desired end result. But Mike, what about all those people that said attachment, insistence is what your problem is. Be loose, let it flow, let it go. I'm telling you to attach, but the advice that many give about detachment is for an audience who typically tries to micromanage. They're firing their physical senses alone. They think I gotta be here and I gotta go there and I gotta meet Judy who knows Bill who's gonna make the interview and then I'll be in the right place at the right time. Their whole life is about micromanagement. Our lives have been about micromanaging the who's, the how's, the when's, the where's for millennia. Very third density stuff. We're now elevating. And even if we weren't elevating, there's a better way to do it. Decide and define what you want in broad brush sweeping terms. Financial abundance, health and recovery, love and romance, friends and laughter, international travel. Broad brush strokes. Decide, define it wisely like that so you're not micromanaging. And then attach, attach to love. Insist on nothing less than love. Abundance, health, vitality. You deserve it. You were born deserving. Default settings through the roof. Now, I'm going to reconcile this in just a minute. But do you understand that most people come from a place of micromanagement? You better figure it out, young lady or young man, because no one's going to figure it out for you. So we carry the weight of the world on our shoulders. And those pathways, those hows that we try become cursed. You heard me talk about that before. Because by attaching to one pathway, not end result. By attaching to a pathway, you exclude virtually all others. 
That's like taking your GPS guidance that says go south on A1A. It's like, no, no, I, I heard that somebody went north once and I'm going to go north and I'm going to find Miami. You can't attach to the hows. You don't know how. There's seven and a half billion co-creators on planet Earth. Divine intelligence is tracking all of them simultaneously. Many of them, all of them are changing their mind. No problem. Recalc, recalc. Divine intelligence is recalculating the shortest, quickest path who, how, when, and where for your ultimate manifestation of financial abundance, love and joy, friends and laughter, health and healing. Attach to the generally stated end result. Stay excited about the vagueness of that generality by using vision boards, creative visualization, affirmations, continually remind yourself how exciting and juicy life is going to be. Oh my gosh, then you stay in the energy, the emotional magnetic energy of thoughts becoming things. So you have general end results that you attach to. You get excited about them with vision boards and bells and whistles and affirmations. You don't attach to a vision board or that house on the hill. Somebody lives in that house on the hill and it's not for sale, but a house like that or better. You use all your physical senses to get a sense of joy about transformation. And then all importantly, you got to show up, show up, show up. And there you let go. This is when you let go. You let go of the insistence on the details and the bells and whistles. If there's a detour, take it. Otherwise, you're going to go off a bridge or you're going to be in highway construction. Go with life. Settle for nothing less than your end result. Do what you can to follow the GPS navigation. But if there's a roadblock, there's a roadblock. Either take a time out, read a book, or go around. So you do not attach to the how, a.k.a the path. You want wealth and abundance? Maybe it'll come from your book. Maybe it'll come from that contract. Maybe it'll come from your new Frisbee invention. Maybe it won't. But try the book. Try the Frisbee. Be there with your heart and soul. Pour it out. 110%. You don't have to work overtime. You only have to fit this into your normal schedule. But do not insist on the path nor the who's. Like you said, you can't manipulate other people. That doesn't mean you can't have rocking love. All right? You just can't say with who. And chances are the person you want to have rocking love with is wanting to have it with you. But if not, there's somebody better. Okay? And if it's not them, you don't want them. You want the right person who reciprocates. Do not attach to hows, to whos, to whens. You can't know when it's going to work, when the stars are going to align, when all of your other dreams are in order, when you've navigated your fears and beliefs, and when everybody else who's going to be party of your big manifestation, you can't, you can't mandate them. You can say, I want it to happen by year end, but if it doesn't happen, well, you're still in the game. The universe knows ASAP. Okay? That's its only modus operandi. So as long as you're doing all you can and you're not closing doors and you're knocking on this door and you're trying that, you can go down two or three paths at the same time. No problem. You can have five or 10 dreams at the same time. Keep them general. You can visualize the new red car. You can visualize the hot date with Becky on uh, Friday night. But don't attach to those micromanaged things. Attach only to the big picture and then let go of how it shows up. And the ultimate test if you're doing all of this rise wisely, you're going to be happy in the journey. You're going to be happy without the manifestation. 
And the sooner you can be happy without the manifestation, the sooner you will have your manifestation. I'm not saying let it go. I'm not saying don't care, but be happy anyway. There's no reason you can't want great, wonderful things to happen in your life and be happy at the same time. Don't think that's a cop-out. In fact, it greases the wheels and makes manifestations happen even faster. It takes your eye off that kettle waiting for the water to boil. Be happy now. It's not settling for less. It's not saying, well, if I don't get it, I'll be happy anyway. No, that's the wrong kind of attitude. I'm going to be happy now because the road from here to there runs right through paradise. And so who wouldn't be happy now? And I'm going to continue to do my best to move in the general direction of my dreams with my heart and soul. I'm going to give it 110%. I'm going to show up. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to be innovative. I'm going to be creative. And I'm going to settle for nothing less than love, joy, vitality, health, friends, laughter. And thy kingdom shall come. It really is easy. Let the universe do the heavy lifting. You program the magic with clearly defined end results. You stay excited about them. You surrender to how it's going to show up, but that doesn't mean you become passive. You still knock on doors. You still turn over stones. You still ask for help. You're out there gaming it. You're playing it. Why? Because it doesn't get any better than living in a world where your thoughts become things and your words give you wings and there's a hundred million different species, butterflies that just lit in front of you for no reason other than to delight you. You got this. You can do this. Jumbo fellow adventurers, it's Mike Dooley. Time for spiritual tune-up. Thanks. Today's question is one that I think all of us who have wondered about angels and our own angels have asked a time or two. Mike, <clears throat> <clears throat> Why do we need to ask our angels for signs to know they are there or ask for additional angels to come in to help us in addition to our guardian angel? Why wouldn't they know what we need or how we are suffering? Aren't they there anyway? Don't they know? Do we really need to ask them? And why are there so many times we don't get the answers or help we are asking for? All right, really simple answer, and then I'm going to dive a little bit deeper. The reason we pray or communicate with our angels <clears throat> is because the hope and the optimism it generates opens the floodgate for support. Whereas feeling fear, trepidation about a medical condition, about the world, polarity, divisiveness, Feeling fear means the floodgates were closed. You wouldn't be feeling fear if they hadn't been closed. You could say fear closes them, but no. Fear only shows up when they've been closed. So here's the deep dive. Taking uh, some lessons from Lorna Byrne, my dear Irish author friend who I've toured uh, much of the world with, talking to large audiences about angels, one of the epiphanies and the takeaways I got is that we would never have ventured into these sacred, sometimes scary jungles of time and space without a team. And this team is our bridge to who we really are, everywhere always at once, and who we think we are, this mere mortal speck on planet Earth trying to struggle and survive. 
We would never have come here, just as most of us would not come here without uh, the eyes and ears and arms and legs and, and things that we can use as tools to negotiate the illusions. We wouldn't come here without those, and neither would we come here, and there's no exception to this, without friends, guides, spirit assistance, if you will, that's an intermediary between our waking lives and who we really are, that can bring the messages and the energy back and forth. Everyone has a guardian angel. Everyone has access to an unlimited team of angels. Lorna Byrne even says that there are unemployed angels, angels that just show up, that are constantly being poured out of heaven to pick up loose ends, to to, to ask a favor of. They're there just idle, waiting for your recognition. And that is significantly what praying or communicating to angels does. Because let's, let's look at what is. Heretofore, in millennia's past leading up to today, people use only their physical senses. They are deaf, dumb, and blind to the spiritual world. We tend to think we need to make things happen, force things to happen, put ourselves in the right place at the right time, knowing the right people. Some of my talking points from yesterday. And we try to muscle our way through life. We never even think that there could be help outside of ourselves. And we think, well, if there's help outside of ourselves, wouldn't they be helping now? No, not if you don't believe, not if there's fear. If there's fear, you didn't believe. If there's trepidation, you didn't believe. And so I'm saying, and others advocate, open the lines of communication by having unending conversations with not only the divine, but with the angels, which acknowledges their existence. And that acknowledgement connects more dots and suddenly you believe you're supported. Suddenly they can enter into your affairs. They cannot do that if you do not believe, if you do not allow it. If you think, I better figure it out or else. I better figure it out because no one's going to figure it out for me. You shut down the barriers to divine guidance and angelic help when you are thinking you've got to do it on your own. Because we're coming from this primitive state where we have denied and resisted any kind of angelic help, by opening up communications, we are negating the resistance that was already there. A truly buoyant, optimistic person who knows that they are provided for, who doesn't even acknowledge angels, will receive angelic assistance. They will receive spirit guide, intuition, pokes, prods. They'll be implanted with great ideas, clutch plays, a new best friend at exactly the right time. This is what our innate operating system is supposed to be like. And in that world of balance between spirit and matter, we don't have to ask. But if fear crops up, the door was closed. The door to infinite possibilities was closed. The door to ex uh, help outside of ourselves was closed. So if you're ever feeling trepidation, if you're ever feeling fear, this is the time to remind yourself that there is help out there. And the way you do that is you communicate with that help and you acknowledge that help and you will feel levity and lightness in an instant. Our hope, evidenced by communication with the divine, opens the floodgates for support. 
and the hope is spurred by conversation, prayer. Our fear tells us they were closed. Those doors were closed. Otherwise, we wouldn't be feeling the fear. If you knew that you were provided for, you would never feel that fear. So it's up to you to do the litmus test. Go within. Am I feeling optimistic? Do I got this? Me and my team, it's going to work out great. Floodgates are open. Am I feeling trepidation? I might get this wrong. They might not see me. They might not like me. The floodgates were closed. And so it makes all of the difference to understand this. And as to the question, um, why are there so many times we don't get the answers or help we are asking for? Firstly, as I just said, because we didn't think we could get it. We didn't think it was possible. We thought we had to figure it out, muscle it out ourselves. Secondly, sometimes there was enough optimism, because that's our natural state, that assistance was sent. But the assistance you thought you needed was only going to set you back. It would have been easy street. It would have been no lessons learned. And so the proper assistance is still playing out until you draw the conclusion, nobody came to help me. Well, help was on the way and it was plan B and it was better than plan A. But now that you're saying plan A didn't work out, nobody helps me. This doesn't work. I must be undeserving or I need to repent or whatever other crazy rationale. Now for that declaration, plan B is no longer an option. It always works. It never fails. You're never alone. Unending unceasing communication with the divine and with your angels will transform your life. And whether it's angels specifically or the divine specifically, or just your innate optimism, which is natural, the floodgates open, fear dissolves. How would you like to be someone's angel today? Serious. I just watched a film that made me cry. I've watched it Dozens of times before, it always makes me cry. Scott Harrison has a charity called Charity Water. A hundred percent of your donations go to help people who don't have clean drinking water get clean drinking water. Tut's Adventurers Club has raised over $3 million. Our goal is $5 million. We've been at this for about five years now. Check out our link to Charity Water. This video from Scott will bring you to happy tears and it'll show you that there's hope for humanity. I give a little intro and a little conclusion to uh, Scott's video, kind of bookend it to kind of put it in context. I am matching your contributions today. You can be that angel. You can be the fingers of God in the life of somebody else who right now might be losing a daughter or a son because of parasite infested drinking water. This doesn't have to be the case. You can make a difference. Check out the link at Charity Water and make a difference. There you have it, fellow podcast listener. Now let's stay in the zone. If you haven't already, please visit my website, tut.com, where you can sign up along with 1 million other subscribers for my free daily notes from the universe. You can also find out about my Infinite Possibility membership for a price you choose. Every single Tuesday, I do a live broadcast, a 30-minute mini manifesting workshop. Members have access to the last 52 mini manifesting workshops. So check it out. And if you have a moment and these podcasts move you, I would be deeply grateful for a review at the Apple Podcast 
platform. Go to tut.com, look for spiritual tune-ups, look for the link for podcast. If you send us a screen grab of your published review at Apple, we've got a very special bonus waiting for you. Check out the links, read all about it. Thanks for being here and I'll see you on the next podcast installment.